the next generation of neural nets. The next, gener- neural ne- next generation of neural nets will create applications that can do useful things. We've seen some useful things like voice recognition with Siri and Alexa, facial recognition, natural language processing, uh, self-driving cars. But the range of things which neural nets will uh, be applied will be far-reaching. Everything dealing with decisions in business will be applied to neural nets, making better financial decisions based on data. People are much better than computer at rec- computers at recognizing patterns. And um, that, that will be the case um, in the past. But in the future, the computers are actually getting better at recognizing patterns within a framework uh, than humans because they're able to learn from their experiences quicker and um, they're able to see, uh, use existing patterns collectively that other human beings have used in games such as uh, Dot A and um, uh, StarCraft. So in those complex games of strategy, the computer did better because um, it could make micro adjustments faster than the human beings. So they had a, it, it had an advantage already because of that. And once it was able to get a strategic win, then long term, the early wins allowed it to have a cascading effect further down as the game uh, played on. So the strategies were not necessarily better than the human beings at first, but collectively the micro adjustments allowed it to win against the human beings. uh, Super vector machines work better than back air propagation. And uh, the way that they uh, do better is because they apply um, classifications or they create um, a hyper plane where they divide the groups into the different classifications better. So at two dimensions, you'd have an um, above a slope line and below a slope line, and then you'd have a margin in between there uh, for the air. And then if there was um, if there was uh, uh, items that were wrongly classified or in the wrong area, then you could use air and you could use uh, Gauss to try to increase the fit, how it's fitting against the data and uh, reduce down the air and move the line closer uh, to the data that's in the air. But uh, also another thing they do is they um, apply more dimensions. So more parameters come in, create more dimensions and, and you could divide it. So like in the example where you have a circle of items around another group of classifications, you can move in the Z-plane, and by moving in the Z-plane, now you have a plane that can divide the two groups of types. So it does work better than back air propagation in that sense. So what is wrong with back air propagation? It requires label data, not enough information in the labels, 
the the brain needs 10 to the 14th power connection weights in 10 to the power 12 seconds learning does not scale scale well <clears throat> and neurons need to send two different types of signals information must come from the sensory inputs the binary stochastic neuron outputs either a 1 or a 0 the Boltzmann machine has a set of sensory neurons connected to a hidden layer, a, rest uh, a restrictive connectivity. The restrictive Boltzmann machine um, is a uh, the restrictive Boltzmann machine. The in the neural networks are governed by an energy function. Each possible joined joint configuration of the visible and hidden units has a hop-filled energy function. The energy is determined by the weights and biases. The energy of a joint configuration of the visible and hidden units determines the probability that the network will choose that configuration. By manipulating the energies of the joint configurations, we can manipulate the probabilities that the model assigns to the visible vectors. And so you can think of these visible vectors as uh, possible rules. Um, this gives a very simple and effective learning algorithm. The training with the two layers improves abstraction without labels. The restrictive Boltzmann machine converts its data distribution into a posterior distribution over its hidden units. Task 1. Learn generative weights that convert the posterior distribution over the hidden units back into data. Task 2. Learn to model the posterior distribution over the hidden units. The model learns to generate combinations of labels and images. To perform recognition, we start with the neural state of labeled units and do up pass from the image followed by a few iterations of the top level associative memory. Using a document, find similar documents in the database. Train an autoencoder using 30 logistic units for the code layer. Add a noise vector for each training case is fixed. So we still get a deterministic gradient. Document gets hashed into a 30-bit code. Similar documents match to similar documents by the hash code. Hash function gives a location. Go there and look around. A document supermarket. Better than, better than locality-sensitive hashing. Comprehensive Comprehension done to semantic features. The restrictive Bozeman machine provides a simple way to learn a layer of features without supervision. Many layers of representation can be learned by treating the hidden layers of one restrictive Bozeman machine as the visible data for training the next restrictive Bozeman machine. This creates good generative models that can be fine-tuned. Um, VP can be used, back error propagation can be used for labels and discrimination.
putting lateral interactions on the nodes helps crater create long range structure. Um, And Bozeman did his work um, in energy in thermal uh, thermal dynamics. Bozeman wrote S equals K log W, the first law of thermal dynamics explaining heat, work, and energy. The Industrial Revolution needed more powerful engines. The steam engine started with a fire that caused water to boil into steam, which took up more room than the equivalent water it expand, expands. The expansion of steam does work. It moves a piston, which in turn can move a wheel or lift a rock or a pump water. The steam then either flies away into the sky or moves into a cool chamber exposed to air and then condenses flowing back towards the fire to begin the cycle again. The steam engine sits between high temperature object fire and a cold temperature object the air. The system will tend towards equilibrium. In allowing the heat to flow, the engine abstracts some of the energy and performs useful work. Work and heat always are our ways of transforming energy. So if you think of neural nets as a form of energy, then they can be a what method of performing work. So Bozeman's theory of uh, Bozeman machines then will be capable of doing a great amount of work, much more than the perceptron or the back air propagating neural net. Caronaut put a super engine flowing heat from the hot reservoir to the cold while allowing the same amount of heat Q to flow the cold reservoir through a heat pump back into the hot reservoir. Some of the work for the super engine can be diverted to the heat pump. All told no, neat heat, net heat flows from the cold reservoir to the hot reservoir a perpetual motion machine. But nothing comes for free. It's the law. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Energy is conserved. The second law of equilibrium states that anything you do work, you are irreversibly increases the equilibriumness of the universe. The second law explains why there does not exist a super engine. Enthropy always increases. Enthropy captures the configuration of the entire collection of matter in terms of probabilities, in terms of the most probable configuration of a collection of atoms, or in our box and marble example, the most likely outcome when we are dumping marbles in the box. The higher the probability of a configuration of matter, the higher the enthropy of the configuration.
Shannon figured out how much energy was required to transmit a bit from a place to place under certain conditions. Information theory is the science of manipulation and transmission of bits. It is completely tied to thermodynamics. Maxwell's entropy problem could use information theory instead of thermodynamics to spread the hot atoms from cold atoms. Information does not come free. It requires energy. Stilslard calculated that KT logged two joules for every bit of information. Using that useful energy increases the entropy of the box. The process of obtaining and acting on information increases the entropy of the universe. The opening and closing of the shutter was based on information and decreases the entropy. Shannon's information entropy and thermal entropy are related. Once the energy is stopped, the box returns to equilibrium. A Turing machine acts as a controller for the shutter opening and closing. Memory reusability requires energy. Bits can be added without consuming energy or increasing the energy of the universe. <clears throat> you can multiply bits, you can negate them, but one action in a computer generates heat, which then dissipate into the environment, increases the entropy in the universe. The action is erasing a bit.